Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence and Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome into another episode of Two Dudes in a Kitchen. It's Wells Adams hanging out with Tyler Florence. Very excited about today's episode because we don't have not one, not two, not three, but four guests on the show. Tyler, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, it, it's going to be a, a really fun, exciting episode. And we got some star power today. Yeah, I know. So I'm sure that everyone out there is familiar with Brooklyn Decker and Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick, one of the great American tennis players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last American to actually win a U.S. Open, which is insane, and it was a long time ago. Uh, but he was one of my favorite tennis players growing up. And then also Brooklyn Decker. She's an actress. She's a model. She's been around forever. They're married. And they recently, I guess, invested in this cookie company that was started by Tiffany and Leon called Tiff's Treats. Have you heard of this company? You, you know, I, I haven't, but I'm really excited to hear about this too. Cause I, I just got the book. Um, yeah. I started tearing through this and, you know, cause I, I collect cookbooks and uh, the cookie recipes are legit, but I think more important than that, I think a lot of couples that uh, I certainly hang out with, and I'm sure a lot of folks listen to the podcast today um, often have a conversation with their spouse or their partner about that thing that they want to go do. So I think today's conversation is going to be a really good case study for success. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I was wondering, have you, do you work with your wife? You started a, a company with your wife? Yeah. So Tolan, uh, my, my wife and my partner in, in our company and really kind of uh, in all things in life, um, um, I call her my uh, vice president of everything because mm-hmm. she just kind of runs the show. Right. So uh, we started, um, I own two companies. I have our hospitality division is called uh, the greater organization. And with that, we have a bunch of restaurants and then we have a uh, production company uh, called Monarch Collective and we make movies, we make television uh, we're a full stack advertising agency that kind of specializes in short form digital content for socials. So we make like little movies for social and we work with a bunch of companies over the years. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, my wife is uh, my, my closest confidant. And then, and then everything that kind of comes through my life, she's the first person that I talk to and we talk about things. Right. So she not only has the enormous responsibility of just running our life and that's our house and our, our two teenage children uh, that, you know, it, it's like herding cats, just trying to keep up with those two. Um, but then she's also f- sort of like the first person definitely that protects my brand and, and our, our mutual interest together as a couple, because she's um, she has so much amazing insight uh, and, and working with like, you know, uh, not only celebrities, but just sort of brands in general. I mean, she's one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. And, and so, um, I, I think you get a lot out of that. Now, I also know it can be challenging for a lot of couples too, just because, you know, when do you ever clock out? So yeah. kind of like that day in day out thing of like, okay, you know, can we stop working now and just kind of go back to being a couple? Sometimes it's kind of hard to separate that. But I think when, once you're in it, you're in it. And then it, it's always so great to know that you've got, one, one of the great things about really strong family businesses is you've got somebody um, who's um, got your back 24 seven 
with somebody who knows exactly what you want. And I, I think sometimes it's hard to get that out of just employees. Also, I, I think kind of getting the, the, those people that surround you who, who, um, who, who want to do the best thing for the, for the company and, and for, for their job specifically, but may not have like, you know, the, the same sort of synced up uh, strategy of, of success, right. That, that crossover between business and personal. So um, I, there's lots of value in it. And, and I, I'm, I'm here to tell you some days are a struggle, um, but the, uh, the pluses w- way outweigh the negatives for sure. Um, and, and I couldn't have it any other way. Yeah. When Sarah and I first got together, we made a rule that we would never work together. But that was really more of a like entertainment thing. Like, let's just not do a TV show together or a movie yeah. together or whatever. But then we ended up doing, we did like a commercial together and we broke the rule because the money was good. And yeah. uh, we had so much fun. Like it was the most fun either of us had had on set ever. And then we were like, well, maybe we need to start rethinking this. So there's been a lot of like entertainment projects that we've done together. And I've helped my wife. She has um, this vitamin chocolate bites company called uh, Source Vitamins, Snackable Wellness. And they're absolutely delicious. You can get them anywhere. And they've got, you know, uh, these little chocolate balls that are like, one's good for your skin, one's good for your hair, one's good for... um, hangovers and everything. Right. And you can get them in Sephora and Whole Foods and just kind of everywhere. Um, But I started helping her do that. And it's been so much fun and to help like build a brand and, and, and see it go from being very, very small to then becoming this big, big thing. And then it became the thing of like, well, we need to be doing this for more and more stuff. And that's why I think that this story is going to be so cool because the story, at least what I've heard, the way that they started this company is very, very unique. And we'll let them tell that story. But the whole thing's predicated around cookies. And I got to ask, Tyler, are you a cookie aficionado? Oh my God. I'm such a cookie snob. I, I love yeah. cookies. Like in, at, at a sort of a dangerous level, right? Like I, I kind of can't have cookies in the house anymore. Cause I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a fat guy on TV. So like, like I will literally sit there and eat three, four cookies while I'm making my coffee in the morning. I will, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so told one, to, like, especially those, um, those, uh, uh, like 24 packs of cookies you can get at, at um, Costco, like with the, um, white chocolate macadamia nut. Which is, oh, yeah. which is the world's greatest cookie, by the way. Don't even don't even come at me with anything else. Oh, absolutely. What, what about um, cookies for dessert? Are 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 you good with it? Like, should there be ice cream involved? What do you think when it comes to like dinner time cookies? Well, uh, Carla Morrow, our pastry chef at Miller Lux, <clears throat> I think she makes the world's greatest chocolate chip cookie. Like, no joke. Did you have one when you were up for dinner that I give you? Yes. Bananas, right? So good. It's like, it's like, it's all three things that you want and a really, really great cookie all at the same time. It's crispy on the outside. It's gooey in the middle because big chunks of chocolate and it has this slight sort of like cakey texture mm-hmm. in the middle too. And so she's done a miraculous job of just perfecting not only the recipe with the ingredients, but also the time, the, the cook time and the temperature. And then we bake them warm. And, and so we, she makes a little mini version, which we, it's like a, like a check presenter, right? So the last thing you get at a restaurant are like these super small little bites of like warm chocolate chip cookie with a little bit of like flaky sea salt on top. Oh yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tell so me more good. about it. Oh God. Okay. And uh, I mean, they're just warm and they melt in your mouth. You <laughs> first, like, first you warm and they're like warm in your fingers. Yeah. And it's flaky salt on top too. And it's like really good flaky salt on top. And then the chocolate's like chocolate looks nice and melty. <laughs> we're talking about i think we should turn this show just into like food asmr i bet just knew what it should be <laughs> exactly uh but uh yeah i, I just I, I love a good cookie and and i i think from a pastry chef standpoint it's kind of like one of those things from a chef's perspective you can make a great roasted chicken there's mm. nothing you can't do if you can make a great omelet there's nothing you can't do and i think a sign of a really good pastry chef is somebody who can just like crush a fabulous cookie yeah. Because it's one of those nostalgic things that people try and it's primal. They're like, God, that is just such a fantastic bite of just flavor and texture and temperature and salty sweet combo and the whole thing was just amazing. My favorite cookie on planet Earth, and I just said it a second ago, um, macadamia white okay. chocolate is I think the world's greatest cookie. Now, if you want to get fancy with the spices, you can throw in some dried cranberries. 
I've got a, I, I've got a recipe on foodnetwork.com. I'm, I'm sure it's got five stars and a couple hundred downloads, but it, it's like, it's a really, really good, fabulous, fabulous cookie. Now to, to talk for a second, my daughter, um, who was also a really good sort of like TikTok chef. I mean, like mm-hmm. not, not, she cooks on TikTok, but she consumes a lot of like TikTok content. She made some really, and now she's 15, by the way. And I'm not talking, I mean, she's, she likes to bake. But the other day she made some cookies and and the recipe was not successful. And I'm like, where'd you get this recipe from? She was like, it's like a, like a chai tea, latte, cookie, pumpkin spice, something, something, something. And she said she got it off of, of TikTok and she was really kind of upset that the recipe didn't work. I'm like, don't you know that your father is one of the most important chefs in the country? And can we just quickly just Google search Tyler Florence and cookie? Yeah. And can I help you out with a great recipe? That actually works. And she was, she, she didn't even know that, that I I have a cookie recipe, right. Or there's cookie recipes that I've written online. So we had like a little moment where we connected and, uh, and she made the cookies and they were, they were very, very delicious, but um, I love a good cookie. Um, I I, I think obviously their empire is built upon a really good cookie. I'm very excited about today's guests. Uh, I'm also a big tennis fan. So I think talking to Andy is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much we could talk about this. I mean, definitely kind of working with couples. I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a, a really kind of important thing. I think a lot of people feel like, you know, that it, it's them against the world. A lot mm-hmm. of like really good power couples that work together, which is kind of fun. And, uh, and then I think if you can come up with a really great recipe for an amazing relationship, that's healthy and solid and strong, a good working relationship, that's healthy and solid and strong, and then a great recipe for success with a food product that you can kind of crank out that everyone's going to love. I don't know if there's anything better than a good cookie. How do you feel about ready to make and bake cookies? What do you mean? Like, like cut and bake and, you know, you can go to the store and you can just get like the, the log of it and you cut it up and you put it out and you just put it in the oven. That's the best thing ever. Cause I think people love I agree. the smell of fresh baked cookies, but I, I think the idea of like pulling out a, a, a stand mixer and measuring out your dry and your wet ingredients and mixing everything together. I think that feels really, really hard where if you could just pull dough out of your fridge, it's already baked and just kind of cut it into like good circles and then bake them off. It's, you know, it's the same thing at the, at the, at the end of the day, I want my house to smell like fresh baked cookies. And if I can just, if you could take care of half of that workload for me, I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Like, I, I think that there are some like culinary snobs or baker snobs that are, are like, I can't believe you're doing this. You should be making your cookies from scratch. But there's nothing better than like having like a fun party or dinner party. And then everyone gets like a little, like a little drunk, let's say. Um, and then all of a sudden you kind of just run in there and you just whip up, you know, you cut some of those Hell cookies yeah. out and then you just, whip, and then everyone's like, where did this, what, what, how did you do that? Right. So, but, but I'll tell you what. So one, one of, um, Tiff treats like claims to fame is that these cookies get delivered like warm and gooey and ready to go. And I was looking at some of their Instagram posts about the different types of cookies they've got. And they've got these ones that are like, they're like filled with like jelly and peanut butter. And mm-hmm. one, I don't even know how you do that Two, I need to try this. So I'm so excited to talk to Tiffany and Leon from Tiff's treats. And of course, Brooklyn uh, Decker and Andy Roddick, who are investors in the company. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the founders of Tiff's treats and the investors right here on two dudes in a kitchen. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. I feel like I'm going to be able to push both of my jobs together today as we welcome two couples to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Uh, Joining us are the co-founders of the original warm cookie delivery company, Tiff's Treats, Tiff and Leon. And then joining them are two people who became such fans of their cookie that they had to get involved in the company. Please also welcome model and actress Brooklyn Decker and her husband, tennis champ Andy Roddick. How are you guys doing? We're good. Great. We're here together and happy. That's always a good sign. We're together. We're always having fun. That's right. How are y'all? Fantastic. Anytime we get to talk about cookies is a good day uh, for us. Now, uh, Tiffany, I know that this story started kind of in a weird way. Like it was the way that the cookie company became was was like a a weird dating situation. Tell us a story. Oh, it was not a weird dating situation. It was she stood me up on a date. Oh. <laughs> and so yeah. that's how the whole thing started. Okay, true. But um, so I knew I needed to apologize. So as an apology, I baked a set of chocolate chip cookies, which was my hobby, drove them over to his house. And the cookies just so happened to still be warm when I got over there. And he took one bite and said, we should do this as a business, we should bake and deliver warm cookies, think about pizza delivery, except for with cookies. And we were in college at the time. So um, we were at the University of Texas at Austin. And we, um, well, actually, I didn't think it was a great idea, but he was really persistent in saying how great this would be. Um, And we ended up just two weeks later opening out of his college apartment. Okay, hold on. Why did you stand him up? That's a good question. Okay, so this is all 90s. Everything about the story is just you have to imagine the the time frame. Uh, First of all, I was ice skating at the mall, so you can't get any more (laughs) 90s than that. Um, I didn't have a cell phone. Maybe you had the Rachel haircut. Maybe you didn't. (laughs) <laughs> um, I had the supercuts version of the Rachel here. Oh, the Rachel. Like, okay, that's good. It, it wasn't great, but yeah, it was yeah. choppy. No offense to supercuts. Oh yeah, sorry. And it wasn't. No offense to the Rachel. No offense to the Rachel. Yeah. yeah. No, it, they. Yeah, mine wasn't great, but I had it. Um, and 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 I just went, went <laughs> down, <laughs> down, 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 down. There it is. There good it looking is. cut. Uh, oh, it was. And you didn't have yourself. It was a good time. I didn't own a cell phone. It was 1999, um, and so I didn't call him to say I was going to be late. And by the time the whole ice skating thing wrapped up, I just, you know, I owed him an apology. Did you? This is something I've always wondered, and I've I've heard this story a lot at this point. Were you on a date while ice skating? Were you trying to look, kind of like double up in the same day? Was it like a volume play? <laughs> well, we've <laughs> officially no. That's <laughs> I've never wondered that until this moment. The line has always like, been no on that one. That smart. <laughs> it was with your friend. Aaron. Yeah, I was with a friend. I was with a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, Leon, did you accept this apology? Uh, was it like a was it an, a, an acceptable um, act of c- contrition? It was, it was. And, uh, 
I had honestly never had fresh baked cookies out of the oven before growing up as a kid. So to me, it was the most amazing thing in the world to actually have these cookies right out of the oven because they were still hot when she drove them over to, it was at my dad's house at the time. And uh, yes, it was absolutely acceptable because um, I was, I, I was just shocked at how good they were. So, um, and I guess I kind of still wanted to date her too. Okay. So then what's the next step? How, do, how does this become an actual company? Um, very few steps before it became an actual company. And, wow. and, and quite illegally at the time, um, we, we started out of weed cookies, not that, but, uh, we started out of our college, my college apartment a few weeks later, and we probably did it for a year or so in that apartment, at least a year. And we didn't realize at the time when you're 19 and you don't know any better, you're just kind of naive. We didn't realize at that time it was completely illegal to do a home-based food business. And uh, <laughs> like to say, when we found out, we immediately got a kitchen, but that's not true either. We continued that on until we found a kitchen. Yeah, so we didn't do a ton. I mean, we researched what the cost of things were and came up with a few other flavors besides chocolate chip and then figured out how we would box them and then started right away. So we, we didn't have a business plan. We didn't have any money. We bought a cell phone so people could call in and place orders. We printed up, okay, another 90s reference, but we printed up flyers at Kinko's, not FedEx Kinko's, but just actually Kinko's um, and passed them around campus and that's it that's all there was to us getting started how many great companies have been started out of a college dorm room i was just thinking about this like you know like facebook and meta and you know def jam records and all kinds of cool stuff right i mean the, i think the good ideas start young also she got nothing to lose right? yes i think it's it it's like yeah you're you're invincible and you don't realize how stupid you are so nothing is a no yeah and we went full-time with this so we ended up graduating college two years later and we went full-time and we had no business going full-time with it we weren't making any money but we were only like 22. We didn't have a family to support. You know, we could share a teeny little apartment. Um, so our cost of living was super low. It's just easier to take those kind of risks when you don't have anything riding on it. Okay. So then I got to ask, and I'm so pumped that they're here because I am a huge tennis fan and also just a huge fan of all of Brooklyn's work and modeling and television and movies. But how are you guys involved in all of this? Yeah, so I I grew up uh, I grew up in in Austin, Texas, and I used to go to the the first Tips location, which is right off uh, the UT campus. Um, not so, their dorm room. Yeah, not the first. <laughs> not the very first. That's who she was on a date with. If I'm being honest, I don't know that I would have supported their business if I had known it started as like this illegal moonshine cookie operation <laughs> we were talking about. Run and shine. Uh, Earlier, yeah. So I feel a little trapped now because we're right pretty on. pretty we're far trying. down the road and be that's like, your we're, limitations. Well, they're pretty going. committed as investors, friends, and and the rest of it. But um, I've been a, a fan of the brand uh, since I was since I was young. Um, and so and then when Brooke moved to to Austin, when we were kind of establishing uh, our, our our relationship, uh, we used to go there and get Tiff, which is the Westlake we location. That's true on sixth street and stay up until one in the morning and tips was open until Correct. was it one or two in the morning on the ut campus it was open super late and we would get tiff witches which was two chocolate chip cookies with ice cream right in the middle and Ooh, so we would just get hammered and go have fun and like some of our best memories were were really around tiffs we had all these like nice warm moments so we started off that way with tiffs treats and then cut two years later i'm giving birth in the hospital to our first child and we had like six boxes of tiff treats delivered to the hospital so like if they've been along with us for so many parts of our lives without even knowing it um and they reached out to us asking to partner and we said we'd love to but instead of you paying us to do a normal like sponsorship deal can we actually give you our money and invest in this company um because we love the two of you we'd followed their story for years and we clearly were fans of the product yeah, I mean, we said we'll take your money too, but we'd also just like to, we'd also <laughs> like to give you our own as well. Yeah, I hope that this this like uh, deal happened at like one thirty in the morning off of Sixth Street, like absolutely bl blasted drunk, being like, "Let's invest." In this. Yeah, we, we, we've. Uh, I think we've already told you all the illegal parts of <laughs> our friendship and business. This was a very 
sober interaction at first. And then once we got to know each other better, it became messy all over again. Yeah, there have been a few of those nights, but no business. Was done. <laughs> yeah, especially with, like, if that's your model, right? Like college students drunk one o'clock in the morning and something called a tiff, witch. that just sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that started off as our model because we were college kids at the time. Since then, it's completely changed to more grown up version yeah, of that. I mean, Brooklyn was talking about that getting boxes of cookies in the hospital for, you know, having a baby. And that's such a common occurrence as to why people use TIFF's treats now. It's really not so much about the college and the TIFF witch late at night. It's really more about celebrating life's moments with a delivery of warm cookies. It's just kind of a way to send love to each other. So we do a ton of, you know, we, we do a lot of corporate stuff, but we also do, you know, birthdays and anniversaries and just because gifts really more adult to adult than anything else at this point. How do you transport them hot, right? So you bake them to order, like somebody makes a phone yeah. call and they, and you, you guys bake them and throw them in the oven. Yeah. So um, it used to be phone call when we were in the nineties, but it, so people mostly order online, but once we get the order, then we put it in the oven and then it goes straight from the oven into the box. If you miss the window, you really have to start again because it's, you can't really get that heat back. Um, and then you sort of trap the heat in the box with those warm cookies. And then the trick is just getting them out the door quickly too. It's not magic. It's just like a timeline. How special is that, right? So you can smell the cookie. So I'm already in. And then you touch the box and the box is warm. Yeah. Oh. The bottom of the box, that's the thing. When people get them, they grab the box and the first thing they say is, oh, they're still warm because you can feel it on the yeah. bottom of the box is the number one reaction we get. That's special. Yeah. Yeah. So it started in Austin. I I lived in Nashville for years, and I know that there's a Nashville location. Um, it, it, and it's kind of all around the South, right? But then is there a new one coming to Los Angeles? Yeah, um, we're in the South. We're in at, like Atlanta, Nashville, Charlotte. And we just opened up uh, eight delivery locations all over Southern California, L.A. and is it La Jolla? Yeah. So those don't have retail storefronts, um, but they do have delivery service. It, it works the exact same way. Cookies baked to order and delivered to you um, if you're near one of those areas. So we're in. That's fun. So you can find it on DoorDash, right? You can find it on DoorDash yeah, um, or good. you can order straight through us at cookiedelivery.com or from our app. Yeah. Okay. I was looking at your Instagram and you were doing a cool thing where you were letting the fans um, like come up with names for cookies, which I think yeah. is is genius, but then also might get you in trouble. I'm not really sure, depending on like what you choose. Like like um, Bodie McBoatface? So one, I want to know like how many of these you've named because the fans wanted to name them. And two, I want to talk, I was watching another Instagram video of yours where it was like peanut butter and jelly filling and one, like, how do you do it? And two, like, is it better than sex or is it like a trade secret? Bro. You may be Still say it's better than sex eat. with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No telling about that first ice skating date, um, but they, no, they're, they are really good. And actually that's one and the same. Those are the things that we were asking people to help us name. So we, we landed on the name Melty Middles because it's like a melted middle. It's a filled cookie. So we have two of them right now. One is that peanut butter and jelly, and they are really, really good. It really tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, except, you know, sweet enough to be a cookie. So it's got raspberry jam that's sort of injected into the center of the dough ball um and then it melts into it and the is other it like one legit is legit injected you inject it or do you roll it in like how do you do it no it's injected yeah okay okay that's cool that's hot yeah um yeah. and then the uh the other one's double chocolate salted caramel and that one's actually it's funny because people really respond to that peanut butter and jelly it's really good but the double chocolate salted caramel still outsells it by double so yeah, you know Wells people is, like Wells what is they licking like. his lips right now i, I can see him he's like oh yeah we gotta get y'all some brooke yeah. andy have you guys tried those mel melty mills no we were talking about how much hank would love the peanut butter and jelly though because that's his favorite our son our eight-year-old son that's his favorite food and we actually I was asking him what he thought they should he should name them when i saw your post a couple weeks oh. ago i was telling you about the cookies we haven't tried them yet but i want to know did y'all have um like did you have to hire new employees to 
be injectors or did you have to have like an injector training day? Like how did that actually did you hire like ex Botox people how or that, how, that... how did you <laughs> line them up with all the current cookie makers, like the like the Christmas elves and they started I yeah. you it's something like that. Uh they actually are one of our trickier products to do because they have to bake at a different temperature. Um and we've never done that before. Every cookie we've ever done goes into the same temperature. So because we bake to order, you really have to put them shelf by shelf by order, not like by flavor type. And this one, we had to dedicate a special oven just for them because they take a little bit of extra time. What's your number one bestseller? Chocolate chip. Yeah, it's okay. like the pepperoni pizza of cookies. Yeah, and what kind of chocolate do you use? Can, can you jump into that? Is that too much? Yeah, like, it, you you got like the chocolate, right? So semi-sweet is going to be your main, you know, if you're talking about chocolate chip cookies, that's really what you're referring to. That's, and we developed our own chocolate chip too. Yeah. And so recently we've developed our own chocolate chip with a chocolate company. And um, so we have a very specific proprietary one just for us. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I like that. It's fun. So let's go through a recipe because our, our listeners, I, I think, like to cook alongside us. Um, could, can you give us a classic recipe of one of your f- favorite cookies for our listeners out there? Yeah. So, I mean, I love to just make chocolate chip as my go-to because A, it's fast and you can just whip that together really easily and B, everybody absolutely loves it. Um, So we do have the, we have a book called It's Not Just Cookies and we've got several recipes in there. Um, This one's going to be, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's the one. So this is the number one, you know, recipe that everybody's going to want to have. I think the trick on ours is that we use the same, um, or sorry, we use more um, of granulated sugar than we do of the brown sugar. A lot of times you're going to see recipes that are sort of half and half. Um, And so ours just a little bit sweeter and a little bit lighter in texture um, and flavor. Um, But it's super easy. You know, you you put together some butter, the sugar, the the brown sugar, vanilla, baking soda, um, salt, and then flour. I mean, that's all there is to a chocolate chip cookie. And I think I I think what distinguishes uh, Tiff's cookie uh, is the salt, right? I think it's a lot of salt. Yeah, Yeah, because I I like kind of a bite to I I, I like to offset some of the sweetness there. And so I like a little bit of a bite to it. So we've got a little bit heavier of a salt content there. Um, It's part of our flavor profile. It's really buttery and salty. I think it's a really smart idea to season the sugar. So I, I think salt makes sugar taste better. Yeah, it's like peanut butter brittle. It always works. Yeah. And if you have like some people have salt sensitivity, they'll say they can't even eat our cookies because it's, they think it's too salty, which they're not. But um, just if you're real sensitive to salt. Yeah. yeah those, for those, just because I think it's more interesting than overly sweet. There what, it is. Andy, Andy chimes in from the background. Losers. <laughs> salt have haters. Y'all, have y'all ever done, sorry, I don't need to turn into the interviewer here, but have you ever tried doing spicy in any of your cookies? That's fine. I don't feel like I've ever. Not a great answer, but we haven't. And maybe it's only because I'm not a big fan of spicy desserts. I love you live in in Austin, Texas. I I love spicy food. I love spicy food. I just don't really do spicy desserts or spicy drinks, even though I know people love them. So it's not a certainly not a never, but we haven't like dived into it. I'm with you on that. I do not like a spicy margarita. Not yeah. like, I don't, oh, I don't want to drink no. chili. Heat. My <sighs> wife, my wife is angry. I don't even want to like, I can see her. Really? I want to like, but, but like, a, like a, like a, a margarita with a jalapeno in it. That's your jam. Oh, no disrespect. I have bottles in our, our pantry right now where I went to the farmer's market last week and bought a half pound of Thai chilies, cut them up and put them in a bottle, not the whole half pound, put them in a bottle of tequila. It's going to sit there and get hot over the next few months. I have jalapeno. I like make spicy booze because I love spice so much. In a drink. I've never seen you order one. I love spicy, and I, I and I like the idea of like a spicy cookie. Let, let's like let's like R and D that real real fast. Like, yeah, so I think you could do a double chocolate yeah. with some like cayenne type spice to it for like a Mexican chocolate. Like, a yeah, I was thinking Mexican chocolate too, like chocolate. a Oaxacan kind of vibe, right? I think that's some kind what of you cinnamon would do. in it, right? And here's the thing, like people would love the idea of it. And then it's always interesting what people love the idea of versus what they actually come and buy. (laughs) So like we would make that and we'd get a lot of vocal support and then it would just like sit there and no one. If you did like a, like a Mexican chocolate chip cookie, something everybody kind of gets that sort of like base mole flavor profile. Yeah. I think with a little bit of like dried Wajillo chili or something like that, like really like good smoky Mexican chili. I think yeah. that could be fire. And it could be Tahine a good one on to top? like. With one on top? Tahine? It sounds yeah. like uh, we're, we're, we're going to do a collab with Tyler on a good Yeah. One. Yeah. 
That's a spicy McSpice face. Spicy McSpice face. That's what those are called. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you exactly. go. Okay, like so that. you guys have a, now a location in California, and California has legal weed. So I got to ask, is there going to be a weed cookie? You know, please? I think ours is, is the cookie to your weed. Like, we don't, yeah. you know, like, uh, come on. Could you, could you do I guess we you could. Well. Okay? Like, without, I mean, if you just took, like, commercial, like, cannabis and started making cookies out of it. I mean, like, I don't know. That's kind of like a. You know, yeah, we, we get sent. There's we got drinks being sent yeah. to us. There's oil being sent to us. I yeah. would love a cookie. That's all we're I'm the, saying. We're the cookie to your weed. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Order, you you pop a little something and then yeah yeah yeah. Order, you know you get your I don't know if anyone's ever done this before, but hypothetically, <laughs> you get on your tips and you order a dozen cookies to your house to be timed right as Some warm oh, that oh. edible. Hits. The Not more that I think about this, I can see it being dangerous because if you eat a weed cookie that is as good as Tiff's treats cookies, and then you're going to be like, I then you get the munchies, and then you're going to be eating more of them, and then you're going to see yeah. the face of God, and you're going to lose your mind. Lose it's, your like, mind. it's like the old Pringles commercial where you can't eat just one. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 I think we're. It's the tip. You might have the tail wagging the dog there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. You talked me out of it, but I, I thought it was a. a a novel well, idea. Listen, there's something there for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll never say never. It's yeah. an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, it's an upgrade. Yeah. Okay, so the the holiday season's right around the corner, guys. I I wanted to kind of know what the maybe not the secret, but tell us about the the pecan pie barks. I feel like that would be something that would be great for the holidays. And I, I love that, that one. one. And so the pecan pie bar, it, it has the flavor profile of pecan pie, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot easier to make. It's got a cookie base that you just press into the bottom of the pan and then a really easy filling that you put on top, top it with some of the pecans and you pop it in the oven. I think the most challenging part about it is to decide when to take it out of the oven. I made it for Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, with me, this is why I'm like better with cookies than I am with pies, because it's it's hard to tell what's done in the center. And something like this has to be just a little bit jiggly when you're bringing it back out of the oven. But that's scary. And I was kicking myself because the last time I made it, I wait, I waited and it like it wasn't very jiggly. And then I felt like it was dry. So that would be my tip is if you're doing something pecan pie-ish, it's going to jiggle a little and it'll set up once you bring it out of the oven. Yeah, because so it's, it's going like, to continue to cook as you pull it out. It's still hot. Yeah, 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 exactly. So don't be scared. That's I like I do this all the time where I. I'm like, ah, let me give it another minute. And then I just think the whole rest of the day and the whole weekend. I'm like that one minute. I had to have that extra minute and now they're they're dry. It kind of ruins both of our weekends. Oh my <laughs> well, that, that's how good they are. It, it only takes a minute. But these are kind of fabulous too because, you know, I, I love a good pecan pie. And, mm -hmm. and I, I like the contrast uh, between the crispy cookie and and the gooey filling on top. And I yeah, and you bar. can cut them and eat them. You know, they're good for traveling. When I made these recently, I took them like in a Tupperware and then handed them out. And honestly, even the kids, this isn't really like a kid uh, flavor that you would think, but every single kid loved it. I've made a bunch of cookies and like I've done it on Instagram. So like people can judge uh, like what I've done and what I've done right and what I've done wrong. And I re remember a, I did a batch where someone said that I used like the wrong pan or like I, I like the pan was dark and it should have been light or something. Like that. And I was like, I don't know. I think they're messing with me. Is there any truth to that? Yeah. Yeah. The color of the pan, I would agree. I would go light. But my other huge thing is I always, always bake on parchment paper. So it's never straight on the pan. It helps keep like some of that heat from getting into the cookies. And especially with a home oven, you're going to get, depending on what kind you have, um, if you just have like a traditional home oven, a lot of that heat's going to go right onto the bottom of the cookie. And that's why home cookies, you're going to see a lot have that really, really brown, almost burnt bottom. Um, and that's not really the way that I like to have them. I don't like them to be quite so done. So I actually use a, a tray that has like an air pocket underneath it. And that does as well. So there's like an air pocket and then a parchment. And also the that's thing right. with parchment is honestly just for easy cleanup. It's just so simple. I like a sill pad. I like a good silicone sill mm -hmm. pad. Those are yeah, good. I've got a friend here who works here who would swear by that as well. I just always go parchment, but she loves that. Yeah, those are great. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a 
golf course. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I want to talk a little bit about it's not just cookies. So I, I, I was the one person that didn't get a copy of the book. Um, so what? Oh, sorry. Thanks. So sorry. Um, no, but like, so what's all, if someone goes and buys this book, obviously they can get a bunch of cookie, cookie recipes, but what else can they find when they order the book on Amazon? Yeah, it's really um, kind of the story of how the business was built. Uh, it was really built out of, uh, well, for, it was first illegally built, but then when it was legally built, it was built out of failure, uh, just a bunch of failure uh, for Tiff and I, we started absolutely with um, nothing and ran into a lot of shenanigans trying to build a business um, and kind of the hardships and, and the obstacles. Uh, we kind of tell our story. What else is in the book? Yeah, it's really more about the story of Tiff's Treats and what we've learned throughout in terms of building the business um, more than it is about cookies. We've got the cookie recipes in there, but it really is more about business lessons and kind of life lessons that we've learned building a business, building a business with our spouse, adding kids yeah. into the mix um, and everything that we've gone through up to this point. Uh, but we're certainly not done growing. I mean, Tiff's Treats is still at the beginning portion of our growth. So we're right in the middle of it. There's also a lot of what we call warm moments. What we didn't realize when we started the business is that people utilize our cookies to connect with other people. So yeah. Um, birthday, some, the one we get the most that Brooks says, people will, will come up to us and say, I remember the first time I had Tiff's treats. And a lot of times it's in the hospital. At the end of the day, we gave birth to our first born and my sister-in-law sends us a box of cookies and they'll say, I'll never forget that day. And we tell that story in the book. We tell that story here internally in the company because it's really rare for a brand to be able to kind of sneak into what someone's top moment of their life 
And um, so we hear those kind of stories all the time. And so we put some of the biggest tearjerker stories uh, in the book as well. Yeah. What was so neat about that for us is when we started the business, we were really just thinking about the late night snacking, the col- what the college kids experience would be around this. And it was customers that came back to say, number one, can I send this as a gift? And now we're huge. You know, we're almost majority gifting. Um, and number two, they would tell us why it was important to them. And you saw it no more so than during the shutdown in 2020, people were sending gifts like crazy. And it was actually a really interesting viewpoint into humanity at the moment, Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of chaos going on in the world and you weren't hearing a ton of great stuff, but we were seeing person to person gift messages that would just reinforce man, humans love other humans and we need to connect and we have to be together. And when you can't do it, this was a great substitute for them. And you would just see the coolest connections happening through these warm cookie deliveries as opposed to being in person. That's great. Well, really uh, listen, I'm sold. I, I'm so glad this is now in Los Angeles so I can get, get my hands on some. Um, I got to ask Andy, Brooklyn, your favorite cookies. Uh, if if it, someone has never order these what is your go-to you i mean you don't ever I'm, i feel very passionate about this <laughs> okay it's like you know a lot of a lot of fathers teach their kids you know about their favorite sports teams and hope that they uh i have I, snickerdoodle is, is 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 my thing like i understand the chocolate chip cookie of things it's the classic it's a thing but snickerdoodle is just overlooked it really is and it it, it makes me angry i'm not mad at chocolate chip cookies like i, I get them <laughs> yeah, i'm could you be fine with them i like them okay. but they take all of the attention away uh you know it's just it just you know it's like sunshine it's sunny out the moon gets doesn't get enough credit it's kind of like the same thing with chocolate chip and snickerdoodle i, I feel very passionately that uh snickerdoodle is a, is a is a little bit overlooked that was probably too long of an answer you die on that hill correct <laughs> He really will to die I, on the snickerdoodle hill. Yes. I, I Hopefully to, not, but I would. I, you yeah. would. I hate <clears throat> basic, but chocolate chip is my favorite. And um, they have a wonderful salt profile, as y'all were talking about earlier. But I actually like to add a little Maldon salt on top of mine when I get them because mm-hmm. I like an extra salty, sweet. Mm, a little crunchy bite. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The chocolate <clears throat> chip are my favorite. They just, it's like, I grew up with my mom and my grandma cooking chocolate chip cookies and I never make them myself. And so it really does feel like a piece of childhood. You know, it feels so nostalgic. It's not like any other purchased cookie. It feels like your grandma made them in your house. So they're my favorite. Well, speaking of nostalgia real fast, I just want to kind of pull this up because Andy, I don't even know if you remember this, but 2005, you and I got on stage and we got a chance to cook together. I just pulled that taste of tennis. Yeah, taste of tennis. It was you and Andre Agassi, right? Yeah. And then, and then you, you did a quick little demo, I think, with Marcus Samuelson, and then I did one with Andre, right, on the same stage. But you and I got a chance to cook together in New York back in two thousand and five. That was fun, brother. I love it. Those. Uh, first of all, I love uh, that event. What Judy and Penny Lerner put together, and kind of from that event has now grown into this whole thing where they've they've kind of traveled it around the world and done it at different different uh, places but that says a lot about you because you got the a-team with andre so that, that that's kind of a tip of the cap to you and they stuck me with samples <laughs> over in the corner i'm sure i'm not sure how they, they flipped the coin on that one but uh <laughs> it, was, it was a pleasure being on stage with you that's for sure i love that event it was great that's fun to see and, and it takes a brave man to scroll their phone where yeah see it, like up against the camera so props for that too your 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 bravery is not unnoticed there you go there you go no dick pics on two dudes in the kitchen. <laughs> no, right? not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's, what are you saying? Yeah, it's not season two, but we're still on pressure. But you never know. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, the Instagram <laughs> handle is uh, Tiff's Treats. Um, where do people go o- online if they want to order some uh, cookies from you guys? So you can Google Tiff's Treats. Um, our website is cookiedelivery.com. And of course, we have a mobile app. Amazing. Is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't ask you before we let you go? Um, if you want to see Andy try to bake with Tiff, I yes. think on our Instagram page, there's a video of him attempting one of the recipes from the book uh, side by side against Tiff. and uh, Together. Is it, together. Is it snickerdoodles? I, can, no, it was, I guess it should have been. Hold on, yeah. they want, they're scared of me playing a home game. They're scared of me playing a home game. <laughs> They don't want the crap. No, like yeah. outcast always. Did you did you throw that match on purpose? 
Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. You can't, uh, can't bet on cookie baking, I don't think. Yeah. He did, he did great. Oh. <laughs> we'll get tip streets delivered and the kids have started hiding the snickerdoodles in different places where it's, they'll take them first so by the time yeah, Andy just, the box, just to make dad crazy yeah there are like, i know there's a freaking snooker snickerdoodle yeah. in in this wait, box it's this weird, it's where this is weird it? maturity moment where i have to pretend like i'm not that pissed about it uh -huh. yeah but i'm pretty pissed yeah they're holding it ransom for you <laughs> they win all the time yeah. they have demands <laughs> you want to see your snickerdoodle? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I just fold like a cheap chair. Yeah. yeah right, right. I get seven hours of iPad time now, Dad. Yeah, or, exactly. you, or this snickerdoodle <laughs> gets, gets it. it. <laughs> like nine, you, you win. <laughs> the dog's going to eat it right, right in front of you. <laughs> oh, this has been fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Um, again, everyone, uh, the Instagram handle is Tiff's Treats. You can also go uh, Google that and, um, cookiedelivery.com is where you get those cookies, those snickerdoodles delivered right to your door. Thank you guys again so much. This was fun. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks. Well, now I got to go order some cookies. Yeah, weren't they fun? That was a good one. I like those uh, conversations with people. It kind of feels like real life and off the cuff and you know, yeah. they love what they do and you can just tell like they're just in it. They're not making it up. They really love what they do. Well, and Andy's hilarious. The, hilarious. Him, like I'm dying on this Snickerdoodle Hill, is just that's the that needs to be the name of this episode. Exactly. Yeah. All right. This has been fun. Thanks everyone out there for listening. And yeah, again, CookieDelivery.com is where we need to be going immediately. Mm. All right. See you, buddy. Bye, right, bye. Take care. Bye, everybody. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.